how myths are erasing the history of the Holocaust. According to Francis Fukuyama, in his seminal 1992 book, The End of History and the Last Man, humanity at that time reached the end of history as such. The end point of mankind's ideological evolution and the universalization of Western liberal democracy as the final form of human government. As controversial as it was when it came out, along with more recent works like Patrick Deneen's Why Liberalism Failed, it showed how our worldview is changing via a multi-stage process of political devolution. But it's the threat of the changing history of the Holocaust that is of concern. So, with the upsurge of Jew hatred in the US, UK, and France, in other parts of the world, due to a process of degradation, relativization, infantilization, and substitution of the unspeakable suffering of the Jewish people during World War II, the end of Holocaust history is happening before our eyes. In the US, Joel Kotkin for Spiked wrote, American Jews face levels of anti-Semitism not seen since the 1930s, with half saying they have observed anti-Semitic incidents over the past year. In a recent article, former New York Times columnist Barry Weiss wrote, Progressives will insist that we have progressed, as it were, beyond anti-Semitism. We don't live in that world anymore. Don't be paranoid. The violence in the streets doesn't represent the movement. Note that the same people who insist that America hasn't made one iota of progress on race, that we have so much work to do, also insist that we have resolved the Jewish problem that goes back to Jesus. Sure. Furthermore, noted Weiss, now we are confronted with the spectacle of members of Congress droning on the House floor about how the Israeli army is somehow guilty of systemic racism and superimposing complicated ideas concocted by a French philosopher they've never read onto a conflict they barely comprehend. This degradation of the Jewish experience belies modern anti-Semitism's inane origins. Like comedians overusing the slur Nazi when describing rude New Yorkers or unpopular U.S. presidents and the normalization of Nazi-like symbolism across popular culture, the infantilization of World War II. Jewish suffering is widespread and commonplace. As Weiss and others have pointed out, added to that is the widespread demonization of Israel's right to defend itself, a type of bullying that enacts Holocaust denial by denying Jews a country of their own, all the while vilifying Israel ad nauseum. By transforming the Jewish state into a force for evil, they have forced the Jew to defend that attachment. They have created a space separating the Jew from America. And in that space, they have legitimized violence against the Jew for defending the indefensible. Apartheid, colonialism, white supremacy, ethnic cleansing, genocide, wrote Weiss. Not surprisingly, Europe is also in the grip of this disease, as Kotkin recently wrote. According to a 2015 Anti-Defamation League survey, just over half of Germans now believe 
that Jews overplay the Holocaust, while a third blame Jews themselves for rising anti-Semitism. Another study shows, says Kotkin, that 60% of German anti-Semitic messages come from well-educated people. And recent research concludes that today, barely half of Europeans think Israel has a right to exist, while the explicit anti-Semitism of the UK's Labour Party was also a shock. However, one of the most rabid and intractable Holocaust relativization battles is occurring in the Balkans, where the very soul of Holocaust history is being stolen by one ethnic group in order to overcome another, and where one of their main weapon of choice is a WBW2 concentration camp called Jasenovac. While there is no doubt that it was a place of brutality, Jasenovac is also used as a wellspring of fake news to underline Serbian martyrdom, with the camp's death toll exaggerated by Serbian historians in order to prove that their suffering was equal to or greater than that of the Jews, so that in the Balkans, at least, Jews are being photoshopped out of the Holocaust and replaced with Serbs. The site, which Yugoslavia in 1979 rebranded as the Auschwitz of the Balkans, mainly to make money from West Germany, also has the dubious honor of being the only former concentration camp that is unable to provide any forensic evidence nor any documentational or demographic or, for that matter, photographic evidence for its claims, while at the same time publishing stolen pictures of Nazi horrors from Treblinka, Ukraine, Latvia, and Poland in lieu of providing any evidence of its own. Moreover, recent independent research has shown its victim database as being 89% unverifiable, duplicated, or in some parts, fake, while the original death toll has increased 40-fold since 1945 and is incredibly still growing now in the 2020s. The fakes in some cases are so sloppy, like, for example, inmates' birth dates listed as being years like 1975, 1969, or even 1814, that it's amazing more people have not picked up on this. This deliberate manipulation of Holocaust history has been given legitimacy by many in the liberal elite, like Weisenthal Center head Ephraim Zuroff, UK historian Rory Yeomans, and many others, who seem determined in supporting a wag-the-dog-like farce promoted by the same people who in July 1995 used their Jasenovac claims as justification of their genocidal slaughter at Srebrenica. This substitution of the Jewish Holocaust for the mythical suffering of Serbs, or what some writers termed the hijacking of the Shoah, represents an existential threat to accepted history, exemplified by Serb nationalist Vuk Draskovic, who has erroneously claimed it is by the hands of the same executioners that both Serbs and Jews have been exterminated at the same concentration camps, slaughtered at the same bridges, burned alive in the same ovens, thrown together into the same pits. As this actual Jewishness of the Shoah 
is further diluted by a hyper-nationalistic Serb state that works actively to hide its own role in the Holocaust. The warnings from Holocaust experts like Professor Leah David from the University of Haifa grow louder. The Serbian political elite has hijacked Holocaust imagery and symbolism to present Serbians as righteous victims and justify a new nationalist ideology, she says. All this is made worse by the silence and ongoing acquiescence of bodies, such as Yad Vashem, that have for decades turned a blind eye to such skullduggery. But these are just some of the threats to Holocaust history, mostly underwritten not by tiki torch-carrying white supremacists, nationalist populists, or radical jihadists, but rather by those tasked to honor and protect the lessons of the Holocaust, not just for the Jewish people, but for the entire world. For more on this topic, go to www.thegoldmanreport.org.